The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Now, I feel bad uh, that we're, we're throwing Caesar salad under the bus because it's a good salad. Chicken Caesar. Look, look here's A good the thing. chicken Caesar wrap. Here's, here's the thing. Josh panicked. Like, straight up, Josh panicked. I asked him a hard question. You, you, maybe you can bring me back something. Sure, all right. What do you want? Um, hmm. I don't know. A big salad? What big salad? I'm going to the coffee shop. Well, they have big salads. I've never seen a big salad. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Here's, here's an important thing about me, guys. I'm a hater. I know things I don't like. I don't know. I'm not so well versed in things I do like. So when you tell me to say something I like, I'm stuck. And I, you don't, you know what happened there, guys? I told you what was for lunch. Is that what I asked for? The big sound? No, no. Hey, I'll get it. What's in the big sound? Big lettuce. Big carrots. Tomatoes like volleyball. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride She's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever She's too excited Her man look like He wanna fight He ain't doing nothing But running his mouth Talk about it We all about it They make the plans We sit and count You guys know I like Being unpredictable Wild card So what's more unpredictable, Gabe? I don't understand why you don't like Aaron Rodgers. This doesn't make sense to me. Dude is the ultimate wild card. Oh, yeah, you think that we should be simpatico. (laughs) What's more unpredictable, though? First words out of my mouth from this moment on being Aaron Rodgers or Marquette. Oh, you're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers here. I just want to make sure that the first thing, the official first thing out of my mouth is about the Marquette Golden Eagles, a number two seed in the big dance, taking on Vermont. Um, I just want to make sure that we we recognize that, we acknowledge that, we talk about that for just a moment because this is a very, very big moment in the history of the Marquette basketball program. Gabe, I know that you did some of the um, shows that we did this weekend for Marquette here on 94.5 ESPN, but do you agree that this is like, Top of the mountain. Again, other than the final four appearance with the Dwayne Wade-led cast and crew from 2003, this feels very significant and substantial. One of my favorite pieces I read about this Marquette team all year came from Ben Steele in the Journal Sentinel, and it came in late January. Just kind of talking about how this Marquette team has been in that spot before, where they had been playing well, and okay, if they keep playing this well, things could happen. You think back... um, and, and the the pre-pandemic years kind of, you know, kind of get lost for me. So I can't remember the specific year where they had Marcus Howard. They had the Hauser brothers. They just had to win one game, and they lost like five in a row to end the regular season the Big East. Didn't win the Big East championship. Go to the tournament. Get bounced right away by John Company. And they had been... I was know, at that game. Because it was in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh. We lived in Connecticut uh, when I was when we were... When I was working... Mean, obviously, I still work at ESPN. But when we lived out there, <laughs> called him up and was like, Hey, it's right down the road. It's an hour from my house. Horrible. I mean... Cool that you got to see John Morant have a triple-double. Absolutely dominate. I mean, it's a big reason why Chase, who is now 14, still roots for John, Ja, who obviously has his own stuff going on yes. right now. Right, Ashy? He's, he's got some issues. Yeah, I didn't think we need to get into that. Got some <laughs> stuff happening right now. Anyway. But, so, 
and even last year, they had played well through January. Didn't play great in February, but still made the tournament. And he talked about how one of the first things that Chaka Smart did when he got to Marquette is he got rid of like the individual posters they had inside the Al McGuire Center, the Dwayne Wades, the Jimmy Butlers, George Thompsons, and replaced them with teams. 77 team, that 2003 Final Four team. The last team in the Hall, 2013. Team that won a conference championship, a regular shared the regular season conference championship, went to an Elite Eight. And... Like reading that and now knowing what we know now about how that team has now won the Big East for the first time outright in in school history, has won the Big East tournament first time in school history. And for the first time since the field expanded to 64 teams, they have a two seed. It's the highest seed this program has had since the field has been expanded to 64 or 68. Man. It just makes me excited for Friday. I cannot wait for Friday in 145. And I believe that there is an open spot. There's a wall, like yep. a mural of all of that type of stuff. Yep. The moments from the Marquette history, and there's an open spot there. And I believe it was kind of used as a motivational tactic 100%. of like, hey, there's a spot reserved for you guys. If you do some cool stuff, this could be a really special year. And then you will be on the wall here at the Al McGuire Center. And I think there's no doubt, based on what they have accomplished so far, that that will be the I mean, case. Yeah, you're conference champ. It Undisputed was, conference champ. Suck it, UConn. It was a very emotional ride, though, over the last, I don't know, four days or so, because it felt like every game, except for the final one over Xavier, when they dominated from start to finish, every game was... <laughs> Like, but even when, uh, like exhausting my heart. I couldn't handle it. Cardiac kid type of stuff. And I'm so glad, obviously, that the end result was them winning the Big Ten. But I will say they have taken us on a ride. Didn't your heart start to pump a little bit quicker when it got cut to like 12? It's like one of those things you're up by so much, but then it gets cut to 12. You're going, oh, no. Oh, no, this isn't actually going to happen, right? And obviously it didn't. And they they kind of kept them at arm's length, kept it at double digits. But it was such a big lead to have it get cut down to 12. You're going... Oh, crap. I just did oh, crap. not. So so uh, one of our pals, John Casper, who I went to school with, who is active in the Marquette Twitter space as well, he tweeted something about milkshakes out with about 10 minutes to go in the game. And I immediately texted him and was like, delete that. Delete that right now. Oh, I so you wanna, are familiar with the concept of Jason. I didn't want to poke the bear. I didn't want. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, I'm familiar. With it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't subscribe to it, right? There's a big difference there. You have to push the subscribe button in order to get one the One of those do as I say, not as I do type situations. So we are very excited. Excited about Marquette. Obviously, they are playing in Columbus this Friday, hopefully this Sunday as well, taking on the Catamounts from Vermont, which I know nothing about. Nothing about. So I'm going to have to do a little... little Great you know. hockey program. Really? Doesn't matter at all for basketball. Great hockey program. <laughs> Good to know. I mean, I guess that's, that's you know, the more you know type situation. You're welcome. Uh, but very excited about the two seed. And as the bracket was being revealed, you know, yesterday, and you're starting to see where Baylor lands, and you're starting it's to three. see where Xavier lands, you're going... Holy crap, this could happen. You know, they had obviously shown themselves very well in the Big East tournament. We thought that winning the Big East would potentially move them up there. Now, it is interesting to me how it appears the committee does not think very highly of the Big East. Big East has been this, like, power conference. And, like, I think there are only five teams from the Big East this year. But that seems about right. Compared to, like, the SEC. I mean, look, the ACC, I feel like, is always going to get. But doesn't it feel like every year, Gabe, the Big Ten sort of gets over-amplified the Big Ten basketball programs get over-amplified? Um, a little bit, but I don't think there was anybody in the Big East that deserved to go as well. I mean, having five of your six, or excuse me, five of your 11 teams having, you know, almost 50% of your conferences, not a bad thing. I guess I just meant from a one-seed standpoint. 
You win the conference, you win sure. the regular season, sure. and you win, right? And I know that it all comes down to they've got all of these things, quad one wins and things like that that go into making the decision about who gets the one seeds. But to me, it was more about like they just don't think the Big East brought it this year the way some of these other conferences did. And that's why it was so much easier to plug some of these other, to, you know, look, Purdue had that. I didn't think Purdue was going to win. Penn State took them to the wire yep. in the Big Ten championship game. And all of a sudden I was going, if Purdue loses this, is there any chance? Because they've been the top team or a top team for the yeah. entire season. Is there any chance they penalize them by dropping them down to the two line? And Marquette wasn't going to jump up, though. Like, to me, Marquette was always going to be one of those teams that just kind of fought for a, for a two seed. They were going to be a two or a three. Just, again, based on who was in the Big East this year. They, have, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat, but... Yeah, again, based on the quad one wins, and you want to dive into that. I mean, they lost. Had they beaten Purdue Correct. earlier this year, certainly would have maybe had a claim, but I think the one seeds were kind of decided earlier in earlier in the day on Sunday. So a very exciting week to be a Marquette Golden Eagle. A very, I was so thrilled, like, again, to be able to be on the Shaka Smart basketball show this year on 94.5 ESPN and talk to him regularly about the philosophy and the relationships. And look, the messaging hasn't changed surrounding this Marquette basketball team. The messaging has always been relationships, growth, victory. Relationships, growth, victory. And even as they were handing him the trophy, Val is handing him the trophy at Madison Square Garden this weekend, First thing out of his mouth, he's talking about relationships, relationships, how strong this team's bond is, how much they get along. Because you could talk about all of the accolades. You could talk about Tyler Kolick being Big East Player of the Year and second in the in the country in assists. And you could talk about the assist-to-turnover ratio that this Marquette team has. I think I saw that they are like third mm-hmm. or something outrageous. Like you talk about all of those X's and O's that explain why they have had success this season. And Shaka keeps going back to, we get along. We know our roles. We appreciate each other. We appreciate the fan base. We appre- So to me, it's like, it's just a very unique and refreshing take on what is also a very, very competitive sports space. Yeah, I mean, and you can see that love for one another. And that was something, because we had the opportunity after we saw Marquette on the two-line, Omax came over and, and talked with us yesterday at, at the Mecca, and that love of each other is something that he spoke of. It's not just you know a coach saying, oh yeah, we love each other. No, it's the players using that same terminology and meaning it, and you know it just by seeing how they interact with each other. How they interact, not even you know, not even just in that space, but if you see them, if you've been to a game, the way they interact with each other on the bench, the way that they were interacting with each other yesterday at their watch party, you can see how much these guys get along and how much those relationships do mean to them. And again, it all starts at the top. It starts with the culture change that they made 18 months ago when Shaka Smart became the head coach. And, and we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about how much the defense stepped up in these last few games, especially late in the game. Look, they're not putting the ball in the bucket either, but they're making big stops. They talked about how often they were able to get the kills, which had kind of evaded them in earlier in the games, in the tournament. So again, when you think about Shaka Smart and you think about the way he kind of started his career and it was all about havoc and chaos and just a high offensive intensity, and now all of a sudden you're seeing this team letting the defense lead to offense, which again is something that Shaka has preached all season long, but then it actually shows up, right? It's not just like, hey, this is something we would love to see, and if it works, it's great. It's showing up in these big games down the stretch, and obviously that's something they're going to have to lean on in order to make a deep run in the tourney as well. What makes Marquette a threat to be a team that makes a deep run in the tourney is is that defense. So there, are, in terms of KenPalm.com, if you go there, it's a highly you know 
thought of in terms of analytics basketball site, trying to make sense of everything that goes on in college basketball with all the different styles and tempos and all that, and just kind of boils everything down to efficiency. Marquette's been a top five efficient offense in the country basically the entire year. When you pair that with all the things they can do defensively, and the way that they get those tur- they get the turnovers, the way they get the deflections, which Shaka preaches, and you play the three different styles of defense they can, whether it's full court, half court trap, three two zone, or the man to man, playing all those different styles and having teams not be used to that, that's what makes Marquette a dangerous team in the tournament because now you're playing unfamiliar opponents who suddenly have to get ready for you in just a day or two. Like if they win on Friday, if, if they, if they Win on Friday against you know the Catamounts of Vermont and move on to Sunday. Somebody's only got a day to get ready for all the different things that Marquette does. Ten point favorite against Vermont uh, per some stats that came out this weekend and and, and odds and whatnot. I think it was Bet Online. For the love of God, Jen. Bet Online. Hold on, just hear me out for no, one second. Just hear me, don't just bet hear on me it. out. Just don't. Twenty just to one don't. odds for Marquette to win the whole please, thing. Please don't. Please no. Why? Please don't. What do you mean? Why? You've never won a. Bet. That's not true. You're clearly, I have definitely won bets, some bets, maybe a bet. I got to go back and check. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the app, so you can, you know, I guess track that. You you bet on the Bucks to win the championship. You're betting on Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. That could like still happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep holding on to that one for dear life. <laughs> like that's going to be a possibility. Please, for the love of all things holy, do not. I repeat, do not place a single wager. On the Golden Ashley, Eagles. what do you think? You think I should bet on Marquette? You think I Absolutely should put not. a little do money not touch down? Anything betting teams that we want to succeed? Yeah, it's, I want them to succeed. The track record isn't there, though. That's the problem. But now, again, again, is, is shooters this the time? gotta shoot, guys. However, shooters gotta shoot. You're, you're not wrong. However, this is your like, Shaq at the free throw line. You're Nick you're Young shooting a three Jack. right now. <laughs> it's just look. We love the swagger. It's great. However, it never works out. Put it on the poll, Jen Game and Chewy. Should Jen bet a hundred dollars on Marquette? Twenty to one odds to win the national hey, look, title. Look, I like where your head's at. Right. I understand the value is there. Yeah. You're a jinx. Like you just kind of have to come to you're just gonna have to accept it. I don't think that is fair. I'm a jinx. It's accurate though. So. Although again, <laughs> the fact that I told John Casper to delete the milkshake yeah. tweet when they were again. up whatever it was, twelve late in the game because I was afraid that that Mike might jinx it does feel like I'm talking out of both sides yeah. of my mouth. One here. of those do as I say, not as I do type situations. Correct. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do? We got a little bit of an update from the quarterback himself, who was at a flag football game this weekend, talking to Brandon Marshall, who's quite the uh, quite the media guy at this point, right? Brandon Marshall, who I think famously did not enjoy talking to the media all the time back in his playing career. And now he's the guy asking the questions and looking guys in the eye and wondering when are we going to get an answer? What, what did he say? What was the line? What, what are we waiting for? Yeah, uh, again, one of those do as I say, not as I do type situations. You know, <laughs> just really setting the tone out At there. At least for being consistent here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We roll on right after this. Palermo's Pizza is a great place to work certified. Recognition is based entirely on what current employees say about their workplace. And 73% of employees say it's a great place to work that's four points higher than the average U.S. company. Employees are offered industry-competitive wages, generous medical, dental, vision plans, on-site health clinic, paid time off, tuition reimbursement, various shifts and hours, a monthly free pizza allotment, and more. Palermo's third-generation family-owned company, founded in 1964, headquartered Right here in Milwaukee. Palermo's is one of the most recognized frozen pizza manufacturers in the United States, and it's easy to see why. Here are some of the brands that they have in that growing portfolio. Palermo's, Screaming Sicilian, 
Urban Pie. Connie's Surfer Boy Pizza. Maybe you're familiar with that with the hit Netflix series, Stranger Things. Looking to grow your career at a company that puts people first? Visit the Palermo's career page, palermovillainc.com slash careers. That's palermovillainc.com slash careers. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. How much will Angie let you grow a beard? I would say for three months I have to keep a beard if I lose. Okay, and Angie would allow you to have a beard for three months. She doesn't run my life. Uh, Drop that. Yeah. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Back here on ESPN Milwaukee, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The big guy will be back in his chair tomorrow. Gangs all here type of stuff. Back on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I don't know if the gang will be back together in Green Bay. I have been clinging to this idea that Aaron Rodgers would, in fact, be the quarterback in Green Bay in 2023, mostly because it was the path of least resistance. I also think that if you're going to go to a brand new team, go through all of the things that would be required, why not just go through all those things in Green Bay? You already have the familiarity. You already have the rapport. You already have the chemistry. You're already building on something instead of starting fresh. But what do I know? I'm just a sports radio host. Aaron Rodgers, though, was in California this weekend at a flag football game. And Brandon Marshall was there. Brandon Marshall, who famously obviously played in the league for all those years, but now has a podcast called I Am Athlete. First of all, shout out to Brandon Marshall for, like, getting Rodgers on camera, on the record, talking about this situation. Here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say about meeting with the New York Jets to Brandon Marshall this weekend. How was it meeting Woody Johnson? How was that meeting? Oh, that was, that was you know, it's, it's always interesting meeting important figures in the sport. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. That's all I'm giving you. I'm just there now. That's all I'm giving you. Hey, Rod. What we doing, hey, Rod? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. How Stay long tuned. we gotta wait? Well, I think it won't be long. There's, a, there's a, there's a time, there's a time limit for all this. Can I break the news? How long we gotta wait? That's what he said. Remember, yep. I tried to tell what the line was. How long we gotta wait? God, this gave me big energy of. I'm on my way when I'm just about to get in the shower. You ever do that? You ever send a text to your pals? They're waiting for you somewhere out at a restaurant or out at a bar somewhere out at an event. And they're like, where are you? And you're like, I'm on my way as you step into the shower. You know, clearly not on your way at all. That's how this feels every time Aaron Rodgers says something like, I'm not going to take a long time. It'll be soon. How long we got to wait, Aaron? Were you at all surprised by the reaction, the uh, response by Aaron Rodgers this weekend to Brandon Marshall? Uh, no, not at all. And Look, I think it's it's got to be it's got to be today, right? Like that's the timeline. Today's t- today. Oh, so you're doing that today? Today, today, please be today. I've been today. please be today every single day since January eighth, which is today. why please it hasn't today. happened. Please be today. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying I shouldn't say? You should Correct. you should bet on it being tomorrow, and then maybe it'll happen today, and we'll all be happy because we just need this to happen. I'll do whatever I can to make this happen. We just, I, think, I think we're <laughs> all in agreement. Today is the most ideal day for all of us Why? for it to happen. Why? Because then we get it out of the way. There's no <laughs> waiting for the end of the week. It doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to get in Not the giving any logical, <laughs> yeah. just no, this is what's best for me. This is what's best for me because then we have How our, do you spell media again? It's starts with me. There's an I. Yeah, exactly. But Gabe, why today is, why do you think today's the day? Because the Jets clearly don't, despite them saying that they are all in on the future of Zach Wilson. 
oh, we, we still think, and, and that's why the Aaron Rodgers thing makes sense for them. If they actually believe in Zach Wilson, they just want him to sit for a little bit longer, learn behind an actual veteran quarterback, it would make sense for them to have Aaron Rodgers. But the legal tampering window opens at 11 a.m. Central today, or 11.01, excuse me, Central time today, meaning free agents like Jimmy Garoppolo can actually start negotiating with other teams. And if you're the Jets and you have this feeling that we can, we have a Super Bowl-caliber roster, we're just missing, granted it's the most important piece, but you're missing the one piece of a quarterback, and you need to be better at that spot. Well, if you're the Jets, you already missed out on, on Derek Carr. He went down to New Orleans mostly because he was assuming that Rodgers was going to end up in, in New York with the Jets. But if Rodgers continues to drag his feet, like, you know, all the chairs might be gone. He might The only option at the end of the day could be coming back to the Green Bay Packers. Because... Do you think the Jets have said that to Rodgers? Again, again, for anybody who's paying attention here, that's implicitly understood. You understand yes. that once that window opens and everybody can start throwing their hat in the ring then things are going to get a little dicey for the Jets. And, of course, because they have been committed to Rodgers from the start, I don't think that they should be penalized for that. And I just mean, like, philosophically across-the-board type of thing. They would be being penalized for, this has been our guy, this is the guy we have wanted, we have stated that from the jump. And now if Rodgers doesn't make a decision about what he wants to do, essentially they may be there at the end, the only team without an ideal dance partner. And he knows this. He knew it the second he said, hey, I don't want to take that much time. I know there's a window. Everybody has kind of hinted at free agency, whether it's been Gutekunst, whether it's been Rodgers, that free agency was, hey, this is when we need the decision by because we got to start making plans. And it's the same thing for the Packers. Like, if the Packers need to open up more money because some of the reports out there are that, you know, maybe one of the holdups in trying to figure out what this deal looks like is the Packers taking some of that money back and having more money count against their cap in 2023 by trading Aaron Rodgers to make it easier for the Jets to go get him. Like, then this needs to be figured out Today, and I think Rodgers knows that. He hinted that in the clip with Brandon Marshall saying, hey, there's a timeline to all this, and this is the timeline. We have. I thought it would be done last week, just like last year. It was a week before free agency when he signed the three-year contract that we foolishly thought was going to end all the drama. But here we are, dealing with the drama once again. He knows that the timeline is coming. Today is the day. It's going to happen today. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Green Bay Packers because obviously they are a player in this whole thing as well, although their position has been essentially they are waiting on Aaron Rodgers to make the decision and then they will start to do all of the things that need to be done. So Mark Murphy, of course, Mark Murphy, president of the Green Bay Packers, was at the WIAA Girls State Tournament this weekend. And he was not only on the broadcast, but he also did a one-on-one with a local reporter in Green Bay, Adriana Torres, as well. Let's take a listen to Mark Murphy, who weighed in on this situation this weekend. And if you haven't seen this, I'm guessing most people have seen this, but if you haven't seen this, make sure you're listening very closely to what Mark Murphy had to say about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback of the Packers next season? Um, yeah, I mean, unless if things don't work out uh, the, the way we would want them, yeah, we. I mean, obviously a great player and uh, you know four-time MVP and uh, but you know I think it's you know trying to find uh, you know what what he wants and what we want and uh, hopefully we can find a win-win situation. Okay, I'm gonna have Ashy play that one more time. 
Is, is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback of the Packers next season? Um, yeah. I mean, unless if things don't work out uh, uh, the way we would want them, yeah. We'd, you uh, can he, stop, yeah, that's stop that's it. You one. can stop it. That's the only part I needed to hear again. Is there a scenario where Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback this fall? Yeah. If things don't work out the way we wanted. What? <laughs> <laughs> he said the quiet part out loud. What? You can understand why when people heard that they were like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, the other thing I saw this weekend on Twitter, which was actually hilarious to me, was where people were parsing where the comma should go. Like where in the sentence, if you read that sentence on social media, where the comma should go, if it was like, what's the whole, what's the old t-shirt that talks about something about eating grandmas or something like that? And it's like the comma has to go in a certain spot (laughs) because otherwise you're eating the grandmas. I'll also look that up. But you know what I'm talking about. People talk about punctuation so important to the meaning of a sentence. Nah, man. You heard him say it. This is not a quote that was in a newspaper where you're going, well, wait a minute. Was it just misconstrued? Did they dictate it incorrectly? Did they transcribe it incorrectly? You heard him say it. And and it seems to me that Mark Murphy, whether intentional or not, was saying they don't want him back, Gabe. He said the quiet part out loud, which means to me that they already better have this deal in place because otherwise you just took all your leverage and threw it out the window. Uh, So I... I would like to think that the reports of the framework of a deal being done are already in place. Otherwise, again, the Jets could probably go, you know what? We actually want you to take more money and a smaller draft pick because you decided to go out and publicly say that you don't want him back. The way he handled this, it it, it finally dawned on me this morning as I thought about this. There is a scene in Seinfeld where Elaine is really trying to sell her friend on George and going on a blind date. And she's trying to describe him. And, you know, of course, this is Seinfeld in the 90s, right? There's not just a picture you can pull up on your phone. Oh, here's my friend George. You know, well, he's, you know, she's like, well, he's stocky. And her friend's like, well, he's fat. No, he's powerful. You know, she's like trying to come up with all these things. And and Murphy is saying all the things he's not supposed to be saying, but also trying to hide them with, oh, he's a great player. He's a four-time MVP. And it wasn't in that clip. But at the end of the interview, the, the guy doing the interview with Murphy on the WIAA network goes, but you would trade him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we would definitely trade him. And the end of the Elaine thing is she's trying to describe, well, he's, he's kind of losing his hair. Oh, he's bald? No, he's balding. But he will lose his hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to lose his hair. <laughs> you know, like, that's what this was. Like, we're doing this whole dance. And at the end, he's like, well, but you would trade him. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to trade him. So I agree with you about the money thing. I agree with you about the deal thing. Because my immediate reaction, immediate was, for sale, one Hall of Fame quarterback, one dollar, <laughs> Or best offer. Like, that was my reaction to it. It was, wow, to your point, please tell me you have the parameters of a deal in place. Otherwise, why wouldn't the Jets just come back to you and go, doesn't really seem like you think very highly of this asset you're trying to offload. So, I mean, it'd be like any other purchase that you're trying to make, right? If the person kind of indicates like, ah, not really invested in it, kind of just want to get rid of it. I'm dropping my offer price. Absolutely save a couple bucks, five more bucks in my pocket versus yours. But there was a report this week that the parameters of the deal were already set. And somebody, some local guy went out there and said that they were. And then sure enough, Tom Pelissero came out and said, nope, that's not the case. uh, Parameters of the deal have not been set. And then all of a sudden you saw... Who was it? Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler teaming up for an insider piece on ESPN.com that said what, Gabe? 
Parameters have pretty much been Parameters set. Parameters of the deal have been set. So yeah, this has become quite the uh, spin cycle of the of the dryer of the washing machine at this point, and it is exhausting. I uh, am frustrated about the Packers, I guess, willingness to show their hand like this because it seemed to me that if Murphy went out there and talked not once but twice. I guess the conspiracy theorist in me wanted to Let think... Let me clarify my comments. I meant exactly what I said. Pretty much. Like, I guess the conspiracy theorist in me wanted to believe that maybe he was just trying to get a message out. Like, sure. they don't care what Aaron Rodgers thinks anymore. They've been doing the dance. They've been walking on eggshells. They've been tiptoeing around things so as not to upset the quarterback, the mercurial quarterback. But now they don't give a rip. They don't give a bleep. And Murphy's going to go out there and say how he feels because we do not care. We don't want him back. I'm not sure how much clearer we can be about this position. Or is this dude just terrible with a microphone in front of his face? Just chokes when it comes to having microphones. Because this is the same guy, the same guy, who in his Murphy Takes 5 decided that He wanted to put out there, hey, we shouldn't be talking about this publicly when they were going through this Aaron Rodgers stuff in the past. Hey, we've decided it's in our best interest. We're not going to comment publicly. And then two or three days later into microphone goes, yeah, he's an interesting fella. Like decides to open up his mouth in front of a microphone. It seems like to me, Mark Murphy just is not very good in these media settings well, and, and says course, the things he's not supposed to say. With him being the top guy, again, no owner in Green Bay, so it's not like you can have some Jerry Jones-esque figure be like, hey, shut the hell up. He's the guy. He's Who's going to tell him to shut the hell up? The board? Could the board say, hey, Mark, it would appear as though maybe you're not doing us any favors here every time you step in front of a microphone? Because I don't know if they would even step in there and try to make that decree. Let's put it on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll this morning. Was Murphy trying to send a message to Rogers, or did he just misspeak when he talked at the WIAA girls basketball tournament this weekend? Let us know. Have you tried Celsius energy drink yet? If you haven't, can I tell you all about it? Here's my peach vibe just sitting right here getting me through. Can can I tell you guys something? The whole daylight savings thing, bleep that. The daylight savings thing is hard enough to deal with. The only way I'm going to get through today and my lack of sleep is by relying on my Celsius energy drink. 15 different flavors to choose from. My favorite one, Gabe at Ashton, is... Beach Vibe. That's right. It's so good. I have one every Saturday morning before I hit the air for college football coverage. And it keeps me going not only throughout the day, guys, but basically throughout the entire weekend. Because when you start the weekend off and you're you're running on fumes, well, that ends up affecting your whole weekend. So I make sure that Celsius Energy Drink is my, in case of emergency, break glass option. It keeps me on top of it all. And if you want to feel the same way, you can find it at your local Pick and Save stores or online at Amazon.com. Celsius Energy Drink. Celsius Energy you drink live fit you are listening to jen gabe and chewy and then you have raj who i didn't think he he just didn't have the body uh, type Ashton, of a I, right I tackle have a question. Yes. I have a question who the hell are you talking about uh what's his name yash raj <laughs> like i was thinking okay. who's raj <laughs> you tell us buddy on 94.5 espn do you think is the decision all yours you think or no i don't think so i think there's got to be mutual uh, on both sides. Can I just say the obvious thing here? The Green Bay Packers do not want Aaron Rodgers back. 
I think that's been very clear. I think they have been clear. What Mark Murphy said. Until, even before Mark Murphy stepped in front of a couple of microphones this past weekend at the women's or girls basketball tournament, WIAA basketball tournament, I thought that they were really good about kind of showing that by all the things they hadn't said. Right, because there's been all these reports out there and rumors, and they could have certainly, through their channels, through their media connections, have gotten a message out that any narrative saying that they didn't want him back was hogwash, was baloney, malarkey, you know what else? But they didn't. They never did. There was never anybody out there being like, this is absurd. Of course the Packers want him back. They're being respectful of his time. And of course you heard rumblings of that. But it was never so emphatic that you could ever kick the idea that they didn't want him back out of your head. And for me, Murphy's comments, whether intentionally trying to send a message to Aaron Rodgers or saying the quiet part loud, like you just said a moment ago, Gabe, that to me is the confirmation that they would like to move on. They would like to turn the page. It's Jordan Love's time. I don't want to go as far. I don't know uh, the Bob McGinn report from a couple of weeks ago now, which used the word disgusted. I don't know if it's that heavy-handed. I really don't. But I do think that if they had to make a pick, place a vote, want him back, yes or no, I think all of the straws are going into the no column there. Door was opened by Brian Gutekunst at the at the Combine. Because when you said... Tim Van Voren asked a great question. Fox 6 Sports. Listen to him doing Thursdays with Homer and Tony here on 94.5 ESPN. Do you want Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? Well, you know, it's got to be the right fit. Okay, that's kind of weird. It's like the first time you've said, oh, Aaron's a great quarterback and give us the whole preamble before you, no, you just went to, uh, you know, yeah, sure, maybe if it's the right fit. Dude's been your quarterback for 15 years. What do you mean if it's going to be the right fit? Now, that did you was, assume when he said that, Gabe, that that was in reference to money or that was in reference to attitude or that was in reference to talent? Like, where does your brain go when he makes the comment that it has to be the right fit? Because to me, it's money. I think he went to like, hey, look, we did the thing last year because we had no other choices. Jordan Love wasn't ready. Rodgers, we wanted to show a commitment to him. We gave him this atrocious deal, this obnoxious deal, and we because ha- we had to. But now we don't have to. And so the fit to me is more about can we restructure so that he fits financially into our plans than anything else? Because I tend to agree with you on this point, and I'm pulling from other conversations we have had here. A leopard doesn't change his spots. Yes? <laughs> Chewy's not I, I, here. I was about to say, I only expect to play that game with Chewy. Like, I figure, at this, especially since you have small kids at home, they have books that you're reading to them, that you would know that the leopard has spots, the tiger, the tiger has, has stripes. stripes. Exactly. But the cheetah, cheetah has spots also, right? Correct. And the lion sleeps at night. Yes. Period. In the jungle. The mighty jungle. The lion sleeps tonight. Very good. Um... Also, Hakuna Matata, if you want to go with the lion thing. I just <laughs> put it out there. You Never know. seen it's it. Just, um, what the? So I don't think that they really expect him to be able to change some of the behaviors. I don't think they really expect him. Because I'm sure there were times, and there was a time, when they, there was a conversation about his leadership. And I don't think that the leadership, quote-unquote, changed very much. At least that we could see from the outside. So I think there was a realization from the front office and from people in the Packers world that were like, look... 
We thought maybe he could evolve in these areas. He didn't. So when you talk about fit, if you're Brian Gutekunst at the Combine, to me it was more about money than anything else. Uh, I, I don't think it was about money. I think it was about the commitment because that was the other thing he had Brian Gutekunst talked about. We At the end of the season, we, make a finan- we made a big financial commitment. We want our players to commit right back to us. I think they were irked um, by the fact that he was not at the non-mandatory portion of the off-season workouts and showing up for OTAs and being there for the team in that capacity, and I think they wanted him there, and that was a part of the conversation as well. Hey, if you're in, you got to be all the way in and be here for all of these things. No going off and doing whatever you want during the off-season. you got to be here for this stuff because we need you here for this stuff. Can I be honest with you? It actually surprises me there there is such a disconnect here between what the front office wants slash expects from Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers is willing to do. Because I have known Aaron Rodgers for the duration of his time in Green Bay to be the most competitive guy in the room. Right. There was a there was a uh, there was a picture floating around last night when after um, Michelle Yeoh won. Yeoh, I think it is. Yeoh, the woman in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She won Best Actress last night and she had been the favorite to do so. She had won all of the other awards, Golden Globes, BAFTA, all of the things that kind of are precursors to winning the Academy Award. Baseball statistic? It's the British Award. Oh, sure. British. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But there was a picture of the binder that she used when studying for her role. And this is a movie that's about multiverses, so there's a lot of different like um, characters. It's the same character, but in many different multiverses, right? And she had these little tabs on the side of the page, green, pink, blue, yellow, all of the colors with little like notes, acting notes for every single scene. And it just showed like her commitment to the role, right? It showed the work that she was willing to put in in order to be the best version of herself for the movie and for the other uh, actors around her. And I've always considered Aaron Rodgers to be that guy, to be the guy with the binder, with the little tabs, the pink, the blue, the green, the red, whatever it may be. And so for there to be this kind of disconnect between what the front office wants from him from a commitment standpoint, from a dedication standpoint, and what he's been willing to do, that's always been weird to me. It's always been weird that he's been able to convince himself that someone else's expectations for him are somehow greater, higher, more demanding than his own. It's easy. Oh, I, I I cannot get in the side of the head of Aaron Rodgers for many things. I can easily get into his head for this. He's one of the guys during the last collective bargaining agreement who wanted to limit even further some of the things that happened during the offseason and how much contact players or coaches could have. And he feels he can get himself ready. And he showed that he could during 2020 when everything was virtual, won the MVP, Clearly was having the standoff with the team in 2021. Didn't show up to any of the offseason stuff. Still won the MVP. So in his mind, oh, I can still get myself ready and be ready to go and still be the best player in this league. And I can still kind of have that balance where I don't have to be committed and going to Green Bay. I can do other things in life that interest me. And I can have this kind of work-life balance type of thing because the results on the field, nobody can argue with the results. Two-time MVP. This last season and everything that transpired and the, the statistics that he put up, the record the Packers had missing the playoffs, it's really the first time, I think, since this whole thing has started where he's had to evaluate, okay, how much work do I have to put in in the offseason? So if you also are staring at the exact same performance and record that the front office is staring at, why wouldn't you just sign on the dotted line? Why wouldn't you just say, you know, you're right. 
I didn't think there'd be a season like that. I didn't think we'd have an eight and nine season. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was capable of leading a team down that path. But here we are, you know, kind of slap me on the forehead. And so whatever you guys need now. Like, obviously, my judgment in that space is not as good as I thought it was. So whatever you need from me, I'm good for. Too late. I think it's too late for the front office. Like, hey, we told you you wanted to hear, but you didn't show up. Okay, we're done now. We're just done. And I think that was the the diplomatic way to say we don't want Aaron Rodgers back, other than Mark Murphy actually saying it on television this past Friday. The diplomatic way to say that is the way that Brian Gutekunst handled it in that Oh, we got to see if it's the right fit. Not not come out and straight up saying we don't want him back. Keeping the door open for a potential return for Aaron Rodgers, but also leaving the door open for, yeah, he's probably going to be playing somewhere else. We put it on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll this morning. Was Mark Murphy trying to send a message to Aaron Rodgers, or did he simply misspeak when he joined the WIAA Wisconsin TV broadcast? And again, there's a part of me that thought, ah, sly like a fox, right? He was sitting here saying, again, because not one, but two separate interviews. He goes out there and makes the same point, which is basically like, we're good. We don't need you. Don't come back. That whole concept, that whole idea. Was he sending a message to, and not even to Aaron Rodgers, because maybe Aaron Rodgers is in there, but I would argue that Rodgers probably already knows where they stand. But was he sending a message to the fan base of like, enough We've done the thing. We've walked on the eggshells. We've tiptoed around this dude. We ain't doing it anymore. Let us know on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter account. I'm really looking forward to once we get far enough away from the situation, like we did the Brett situation, knowing what the timeline of this whole thing was. When because I, I know we're still waiting on Rodgers to make a decision, but he has clearly already told the Packers he wants to play, right? And that's why we're in the spot where Woody Johnson's flying out to California. Rodgers think about going to the Jets. Like we already know that they I gave him permission. Gave to speak him permission to this team, the only team apparently, according to reports, that they gave him permission to speak to. So, I'm really curious to see what this timeline ends up being. Like when we get a couple of months removed, people start digging in. You know, and maybe we find out something the way we found out that um, Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy were ready to fly down to Mississippi and talk with Brett. And Brett told him, ah, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stay retired. Should I Should I try to, like, secure the rights for this documentary? Should I, like, right now be trying to secure the rights for this documentary down the road? Because, again, I don't know when these people are actually going to speak mm-hmm. candidly about the situation. But somebody is going to. Somebody's going to tell this story. And it's going to be on Netflix or it's going to be a 30 for 30. Yeah. Or it's going to be something. You don't want that on your mind. You don't want that on your plate day after day, yeah, look, month after look, month, month year after year. You don't again. want that. No, not even, just, you don't, nobody, I don't want that. Jen, I don't want that for you. Nobody wants that. Again, financially, love where your head's at. Like, okay. this is a tremendous idea. What you really need to think about is, do you want to immerse yourself in more Aaron Rodgers than you already have already? I, really, I mean, I feel like I'm already up to my eyeballs. And yeah, it's like, so like, <laughs> do you actually want to drown hey, in Aaron Rodgers' content? We're already breathing through the straw, Gabe, okay? Like, we're already breathing That's through the straw. straw's got a hole in it. Got to break <laughs> The road to WrestleMania. It's coming to Milwaukee this Saturday, March 18th. 
We want to send some lucky fans to Pfizer Forum for the event. It's Seth freaking Rollins taking on the U.S. champion Austin Theory. Cody Rhodes. That's right. Cody Rhodes, the number one contender for the Undisputed Championship in WWE. Check out our interview at GKW that we did with Cody Rhodes posted wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Cody Rhodes taking on Finn Balor. Fatal four-way match for the Raw Women's Championship and more. Caller number five. Caller five right now. 800-990-3776 wins a pair of tickets to the Road to WrestleMania in Milwaukee on March 18th. Find me. I'll be wearing the GKW t-shirt. Visit ESPNWisconsinContest.com for official contest rules. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Unbelievable that they ran all over this vaunted defense. Why this elite defense. Kool-Aid? What Kool-Aid? Why? It was poop Kool-Aid. And we gobbled it down. On 94.5 ESPN. the national days here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy to task pretty regularly. It does at times feel like it is deserved. You know, like when you have like National Taco Day on a Wednesday when everybody knows that Taco Tuesday is a thing. You know, so now what, I'm having tacos on Tuesday and tacos on Wednesday? Get out of here. You can't have tacos. Well, I could have tacos. I, I was about to say, actually, what? whoa, so. whoa, whoa. Let's speak ahead. for yourself. You know what? Even having Go tacos. ahead with your taco infatuation national days. But today it makes a lot of sense. Today is National Napping Day. Sure. And uh, as I've said many times on this show, not much of a napper, but there's something about the old uh, daylight savings time (laughs) yesterday and having a three-year-old who doesn't give a rip about what time is on the clock, just wakes up when her body tells her to wake up, that makes me feel very um, thankful that I can celebrate National Napping Day today with a nap. Well, that's... It has to be a thing with kids, right? Because... Again, as as someone who's 37 years old now and does not have any kids, I have never had any issue with daylight savings time. Yeah. Like the only the only depressing part for me is because we do the morning show, it was relatively starting to get light on the, on the drive yes. to work. And now it's darker. But like Sunday, I guess I didn't really have any issue with uh with with sleeping in or anything, I you think- know? Like it has to be a kid-related thing and parents who are upset with daylight savings. Time. It it is a lot of the kid thing because they don't know to sleep in. They don't know that like and like again, the memes are out there, right? Like if I had no responsibilities and didn't have to be anywhere and had the opportunity to sleep as long as I wanted, I would take advantage of it but for some reason my 3-year-old chooses not to. Ashley, did you have the same reaction that Gabe had, which is he just got a call. I was going to ask him if he had the same reaction cuz I had the same as you. Where I was like, but it was just getting light outside when I would leave my house. And that was so, I don't know, ref- refreshing. And and is it circadian? Is that the word circadian to apply to your I, body and the light and your circadian, circadian rhythms? Rhythm. Yeah, that has to do with your body. And so we were just time. saying, Ashley, and this is what I was going to ask you before you hopped on the phone. Um, when you were waking up, was it at least starting to be light outside? No. No. It's still dark. I mean, like, hey, I get hold, up at four, so... Hold on. What the hell's going on with your hand right there? Who's his hand? Oh! Did, your, did your pen explode on you? <laughs> Dude. I think you, you got a little on your eye, too. I do? It's on oh, my yeah. face? It's on your face. Is it here? No. How about uh, here? Yeah, no, 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 it's there. Putting eye black on? <laughs> Is it here? Ash Wednesday was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Your pen explode on you. <laughs> what is happening? I just look over now her. Now that I have my face. Her hand is just yeah, full okay, of ink. So the pen is exploding. Thank God yep. we have cameras now. It's, yeah, it's exploded. It's I little... thought I actually thought you were pointing at my avocado hand. Oh, no. Well, we got that too. You got a lot of, <laughs> a lot mean, of issues with the hands today. It, it actually ends up being the same hand. But yeah. 
That was a bad one. That's a bad avocado hand. That's right a, you're there. gonna have a sick scar. I mean, I got like three or four of them on my hand, so not just from avocados. Tell tell the world what you did. So I was making breakfast for my kiddos yesterday morning, and my girls love an avocado toast, avocado egg, a little bit of honey, and some salt and whatnot, and uh, slicing the old avocado. Right, so you can see it right there. It was just sitting in the palm of my hand, and then sure enough, whoop, right through the skin of the avocado, right into the skin of Jen. Question is, have you now learned your lesson? Because avocados are soft. You do not need the sharpest knife in the drawer no, to cut need, through an avocado. You need it for the pit, though, for the when you're deep. To, to be able to, it. which also, by the way, is very dangerous. Like to be able that's to do how, the, That's how I got my avocado. To do the hand. pit thing with your hand, yeah. I just missed. You just get the. I just missed. Hold on a minute. Are we like missing out? Can you take me seriously? Do I have pen all over my face? Well, it's, it's just like very right rarely. in the corner of your oh, eye. I right. maybe I'm was, listening. I thought maybe it was it's all food no, I, I'm listening. It, it, Are we missing out on an opportunity here to like come up with an invention to help avoid the avocado? It definitely it exists. It for sure exists. I mean, it would basically be yeah. like no, a little like plastic thing that you put the half of the you yeah. put the avocado in. It exists. You close it, slice through, and then you could let it sit there also when you do the yeah. thing for the pit. That thing exists. Yeah, it's eleven ninety five on uh on, on Amazon. On Amazon, yeah. 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 No, I know I know. What it is exists. it called? Does it have a cool name? Does it uh, at least have a creative name? OXO Good Grips Three in One. Yeah, do you want to know why I know that this exists? Because I have one. Just never used it. God I'm not. Bless America. I'm not going to use it either. You know why? I'm. A, I got hands. What do I need that? I thing feel for? like we've put it on the poll before. It may be. It may have been Ashy when you had your avocado yeah, hand yeah, yeah. experience. That was, uh, but like almost a year ago. I believe that I was very like staunchly in the no. I've never had avocado hand, and now I've well, joined the club. I am in the avocado hand club now. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Cuts the avocado, not your hand. <laughs> wish, wish I had it. Why don't you give me that for my birthday next year? <laughs> Pit with a simple twist. I've, Jen, that means I would actually have to remember your birthday next year. <laughs> wow. Boom. On us, roasted? Low, yeah. know, not, low blow. Bad, bad, bad on us. <laughs> Mother's Day's coming up. You can get it. She's not my mother. <laughs> Wait, you only get something for your mother? Is that yes. a thing? Who else would you Let me think about that. Why who else I, would you get more? Well, I send texts to my girlfriends who are also moms on Mother's Day saying Happy Mother's Day. But yeah, but you're not getting them anything. That's different. Yeah, a text is different than a gift. I tell a million people happy birthday. I mean, I mean it, but like I'm not getting them all gifts. I make them cakes instead. I gotta go take care of this hand. <laughs> it's not good. I gotta hand it to you. Good segment, guys. Between the pen and the avocado <laughs> hand, old lefty over and here. Little, little corner a, in the eye there having too. Having a bad morning. We roll on right after this.